Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Belmont Journal, Belmont's own program for hyperlocal news and community affairs programming. I'm your host, Roger Colton. The Belmont Media Center will hold its annual meeting on Tuesday night, November 19th. The featured speaker will be Steve Kirkchian, a Pulitzer Prize Boston Globe reporter and founder of the Globe's investigative spotlight team. Hello, everyone. Welcome to This Week in the Belmontonian. I have with me today Franklin Tucker, who is the editor and publisher of the Belmontonian. Franklin, it was a long night uh, at town meeting last night, but there was an important decision made about the Minuteman High School. That's right. Uh, an amendment had come up where um, it was sponsored by the uh, school committee um, and, and the school district that wanted uh, Belmont as a town to rescind its, uh, its previous uh, rejection of, of Minuteman, of, of being a member of Minuteman, uh, the school district. And 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 uh, basically to to have our kids go back as members as uh, students of a member community. And, and before we get too deeply into this, let's uh, describe what Minuteman is. Minuteman and, is a regional vocational school. It's more right. than a vocational school. It's more like a, like they like to think of themselves as a advanced career school. So and, and while well, you think of vocational school is um, <clears throat> carpentry and plumbing. They're also gone further than that. They have um, uh, robotics and, uh, okay. and, and and things like that. They're they're very uh, very future oriented. And Belmont has decided to withdraw from that uh, they, school they, district. This is our last year. I mean, it was back in uh, 2016 in a special town meeting, which uh, Belmont decided to say no. We won't. We don't want to be a member anymore. Uh, and that was basically because of um, money issues and, and just a philosophy of, of, you know, how big the school should be because they were building a school at the time. The school has been built. It's very popular. We're seeing a lot of people going into the school. Uh, the, the population has really risen uh, greatly. Um, so there are people, uh, especially the school de uh, department, who, said, who stated that uh, maybe because they, there's no good alternative. We don't know where, there's no other option basically for kids who want to do vocational education. And we have about between, it's usually about anywhere between 24 and 48 kids who want to go to vocational school. And we are, we are obligated as a town to give them that education. So they, the, the school district um, believes that that's the best option. And last night it seemed as though the, the crux of the debate uh, uh, centered around what you believe is going to happen as far as that's right. future it's, enrollment. That's right. It's just about uh, what you think the forecast is. I mean, uh, everybody can see the fact that, uh, that you have a big population growth at the school, which would, you know, if you're not a member, and you you could be left out because there's just because members me kids kids of member communities preference right yeah. so um, <clears throat> what 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 so what people are saying is that um, this they're either saying this is a trend that we have to be worrisome because we uh, because we really should have an insurance policy as they would say um, to have uh, to be a member to make sure that our kids go to the school. There are others saying, now this is a, just a temporary blimp It's a, 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 in, in the population simply because it's a new school, it's a bright, shiny object, uh, and it will come back down. So we don't really have to worry about not having our kids go there. So it's really, it really came down to that. And also, it was a money issue, too. And uh, to, to make it clear, the, last night's decision affirmed 
the previous decision of the of the mm -hmm. town meeting. It wasn't a different. Uh, no, no, no. The, there was a uh, the the amendment was actually a double negative. So <laughs> there are many people going like, hmm, I wonder what we're doing here. But it was just a reaffirming what we had done back in 2016. The town had done in 2016. And the decision to uh, summarize is for the town of Belmont to leave. The Minuteman. This is our last year. District. This is our last year, and from right. now on, we will be a non-member school. So we'll be we'll be a little like uh, Watertown, which sends a lot more kids, and and they they certainly aren't trying to become members also. So, but we'll see. You know, this is all hope and and and, and all hope on one side, and uh, maybe uh, a reality on the other. Right. Right. Okay, let's close the door on that uh, mm -hmm. for a minute. We got an update last night uh, at town meeting about uh, the library uh, plans. That's right. The library has come out with their final schematics, and uh, frankly, I think the uh, the building that they're that they're looking to do is is modern and, and really just be it's a beautiful design building. Um, uh, it does come with a big price tag, which is thirty five point two million dollars, and that's a large ask to ask. Um, but well, it's, it's significantly in the future, too. That's right, because the vote, uh, which the um, building committee and, and everyone who is supportive of this building, they have decided that they are not going to come before town before the town voters until November 2022, which is a good idea because now you have three years to, to, to promote it. Um, you also have three years to, to fundraise. And as as the uh, uh, campaigners for the new uh, um uh, the new library is stated they're going to have an unprecedented uh, uh, amount of fundraising for this. Uh, Mar Mark Proillo, who's who's one of the co-chairs of, of the fundraising committee, said he's looking at multi-million dollar um, uh, raising up to uh, multi-millions dollars uh, to build this, just to mitigate the uh, effect on taxpayers. That's great. Well, thanks for bringing us up to date. We've been speaking with Franklin Tucker, editor and publisher of the Belmontonian. After renovations at the Winbrook, the PQ, the Wellington, and the Grove Street Parks, it's now time for the Town Field Playground to be renovated. The Belmont Journal met with Courtney Elridge, member of the Friends of the Town Field Playground, to learn more. The playground itself was installed in roughly 1995 to 1997 and so the equipment itself is old there's some rust on the equipment there's some broken equipment and we wanted to make sure that we could have safe equipment that's up to the current safety specs and ADA compliance and, and right now we're not there. We've been working for a couple of years right now we're working with WDG the design firm that has been working with PQ and at the moment um, we'll take this dead space here as well as the dead space that's over here and then the playground itself and get rid of all the equipment and make use of the space here as well as redo the courts themselves. One of the things that's expected of parks now and playground areas is that they have a two to five year old toddler and younger child area, a five to 12 year old older kid area and right now everybody's just in the same space so that will give the really little kids a nice safe place to play, the older kids a good place to play and then we're going to put some exercise and parkour equipment in and really encourage this the senior center users to be able to come out and exercise or walk around and do things outside if they wanted to and there's you know the playground is really meant for little kids so we thought having the parkour and the exercise area would allow older teenagers into adults to be able to play outside too. 
Well, definitely keep the tennis ball. It serves a couple of purposes. One, it's a dividing line between the two sets of pickleball courts. So that's one advantage of it, which we'll certainly want to keep. And the other is that it's one of the only practice walls, maybe even the only practice wall in town. The whole project cost is $737,000. So we've applied for CPC fundings for the last couple of years, and we've been granted pieces of funding for the last several years. So we most recently have been granted $60,000 in design. We will go forward to Town meeting in the spring to fund the remainder of the project, which will be that demolition and construction. In addition to that, we have some fundraising that we're doing. So we've raised over $8,000 of our $37,000 goal. We have a GoFundMe page, and then Floyd Carmen, the town treasurer, has set up uh, just a fund within the town budget so that he can accept funds on behalf of town fields, and they're earmarked for our purposes. We're absolutely encouraging uh, fundraising and donations. Those will come in, hopefully, all the way through uh, when we break ground in September. So I, I, I don't know exactly what the technical deadline is for all of our funding to be complete, but we certainly would like to have the bulk of our fundraising done before town meeting in April of 2020. Hello everyone, welcome to This Week in the Belmont Citizen Herald. We have with us today Joanna Juvelis, who is the senior multimedia journalist for the Citizen Herald. Thanks for stopping over. Thank you, Roger. The, uh, uh, it seems as though it, Everything that could be talked about would have been talked about by this point in the discussions about the new middle and high school, but there's something new. Can you bring us up to date? Something new, yes. So the um, last night's school committee meeting, which was November 12th, there was about 75 concerned parents and students that showed up to present a petition with over 800 signatures asking for tennis courts to be included in the new Belmont Middle and High School design. As so, it is now, they have been eliminated. Okay, and the it's not just any tennis courts. Uh, it's This isn't like building new PQ courts or new Winbrook uh, courts. Oh, these are these courts are for, for varsity tennis. Yes. And uh, two students spoke at the school committee meeting bringing up the point that we are the only varsity sport tennis that does not have a place to practice or play games on the new campus. And it's just not, it's just not right, it's just not fair. And was the elimination of the courts on an agenda at some point? It's never miss? been, yeah, people have missed this because it's never been an item on an agenda that was discussed. It was just, you know, they designed the new high school and if you weren't paying attention to those site designs, you wouldn't know that it's been, that it was eliminated. It just all of a sudden people realize, wait a minute, no tennis courts? With a varsity sport. And, um, you know, the initial response I know from the Belmont High School Building Committee when parents have brought up concerns is that you should have known about this. But sure. it's, it's, it, 75 people showed up at the school committee meeting November 12th, and Superintendent is list, John Phelan is listening to them. And what he's going to do is he's meeting with um, the assistant town administrator, John Marshall, and they're going to try to come up with a plan. How can, we, how can we include tennis courts on the new campus? And the ice rink seems to be the remedy. Uh, That's the only the way, remedy. really. Yes. So as, as everyone knows, there's going to be an RFP for a private developer to put a new ice rink on the campus. That hasn't gone out yet, so they might be, they're talking about revising the RFP so that the developers know you need to leave space for five tennis courts in your rink design, in but addition if, to two fields. If there is space for five tennis courts, there is space for one fewer field? That's right. They wanted originally, the RSP now says three fields, a baseball field, a JV practice field, and like a, a throwing field, 
forget what it's called, but um, so that means it'll be one less baseball field or one less JV field if you bring back the tennis courts. But the the question there is uh, the weighing a JV sport versus a varsity sport, and really right. the argument is if Belmont High has a varsity tennis team, it should have tennis courts right. on campus. That's right. So okay. we'll see what happens with that. More to come on that. Okay, let's close the door on that. And uh, uh, speaking of closing doors, I was appalled when I went to my favorite restaurant in Cushing Square, the CLC Cafe, and it was closed. Isn't that appalling? Another restaurant in Cushing Square, another business closed. In this case, it doesn't have to do with um, just a, a, an owner being frustrated by all the construction happening there. In this case, the owner, um, he, he's continuing to be a caterer, so you can still use CLC for catering, but he's planning to sell the cafe side of the business. He, um, for medical reasons, there was a note on the door that said for medical reasons. Um, he said it's complicated. He'll talk to me when he's ready. He, he's a Belmont resident, Robert Pelletier. Uh, so for now, there is no cafe, but hopefully in the future it, there will be. It will be back. It will be back. Under new under, ownership. Most likely. Okay. And uh, while we're talking about Cushing Square, yes. there is news about the Bradford, too, there which is... There is uh, an update. Cushing Village. That's The Bradford right. and Cushing Village. The Bradford Village. was formerly Cushing Village. I do have an update on that. I talked okay. to the project manager for Toll Brothers to say what's going on. I heard the project's delayed about a year. His response was, well, we're going to open the two buildings. One is called the Highland and the other one's called the Winslow. Those will be opening in May. Originally, he told me December, the end of this year. So now it is delayed six months. So I said, well, what is the reason for this delay? And his response was multiple reasons due to delays in construction. He didn't want to get into the details of it. Okay. So that's the news there. It is definitely delayed another six months. Um, I asked about the pending lawsuit. He would not comment. It is still pending, which could be the reason there is only currently one retailer in there, which is Starbucks. I think this pending lawsuit could be holding up other potential retailers until okay. that's resolved. Well, so there's a delay, but still six months, uh, the middle of 2020. Hang in there, everybody. Okay. Well, thanks for stopping over and uh, take care of that voice of yours. That, uh, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> we've been speaking with Joanna Juvelis, who is the senior multimedia journalist for the Belmont Citizen Herald. The Chenery Middle School has new murals. Done by students of all grades in their art classes, these new decorations are meant to spread kindness. Our young reporters from the BASIC program, led by BMC's Jane Peters, report. This is a mural called Chenery's Dripping with Kindness, created by Mrs. Burns' class. Almost 400 people worked together to make this motivating thing. It was inspired by Jen Stark. Each kid could choose to make a drop or a radiating shape, and they could choose to color it however they wanted, and they can choose whatever quote they want and they want it to make it positive and a growth mindset. This was made to make people feel happy and not stressed. All the drops or radiating shapes were assembled together to make a mural, and there are four different ones around the school. Inspires kids to be kind and generous to each other, and is a good reminder to do that. Just after Thanksgiving, 
the winter sports teams at Belmont High School will begin their new seasons. The success of the fall teams is reported in this segment by BMC volunteer Chet Messer. The boys and girls fall sports teams have completed their seasons with one exception, the Marauder football team. The team defeated Malden Catholic High School by a score of 28-7 on Friday, November 8, bringing their overall record to a respectable four wins and four losses. A trip to Beverly High School is scheduled for 1 p.m. on Saturday, November 16. The Thanksgiving Day football game with traditional rival the Watertown Raiders will complete the Marauder season. This game is scheduled for November 28 at Victory Field in Watertown starting at 10.15 a.m. The girls soccer team with eight wins, seven losses, and two ties was the 10th seed team in the Division II North Tournament. In the first round, Belmont defeated Masconomet, the number seven team. Masco had a regular season record of 11-4-4. The Marauders then upset number two seed, Beverly, which had a 15-2-1 regular season record. This moved Belmont to the semifinals where they faced number three seed Winchester with a 14-1-3 record. Winchester scored the lone goal in this game, eliminating Belmont 1-0 and ending the season for the Belmont girls soccer team. The boys soccer team followed a similar script to the girls team. Their season record of 10-4-2 moved them into the Division II North Tournament as the seventh seed in a field of 19 teams. Their first round game was against rival Arlington, 10th seeded, with a 9-5-3 record. Belmont prevailed 4-3 in a game decided by penalty kicks. Next, Belmont beat Marblehead with a 8-7-3 record at 2-0. On Wednesday night of this week, Belmont in a semifinal game met its match, losing, like the girls' team, one to nothing to sixth seed Winchester that had a 10-3-5 record. The girls' field hockey team had a very successful season, achieving a record of 13 wins, two losses, and one tie. Belmont was the number four entry in the Division North Tournament. They faced North Andover, the 13th-ranked team in the opening round. The Belmont team was unfortunately eliminated by a heartbreaking overtime score of 2-1, to one, thus ending their successful season. The girls' volleyball team regular season record was 11 wins and 8 losses and qualified them for 7th place in the Division II Central East Volleyball Tournament. In the quarterfinals, they faced a strong Quincy High School President's team with a regular season record of 18 wins and two losses. In three very competitive games, the Quincy team defeated Belmont three to zip, completing the Belmont girls' volleyball season. The boys and girls cross-country teams competed in the state tournament on November 9. The Belmont boys team finished 16th in a 20 four-team competition. The girls' team finished 12th in a field of 19 teams. The boys had an average time of 17 minutes and 28 seconds and the girls 21 minutes and 18 seconds in the 5K road races.
And here's Jane Peters to tell us about all there is to do in Belmont in the coming week. Hi, I'm Jane and this is your community calendar for next week. Last spring, many Belmont students participated in a voluntary survey titled Youth Risk Behavior Survey. Students were surveyed about their stress levels, substance use, mental health, suicide ideation, and more. The School Department and Belmont Wellness Coalition will share important data highlights from this survey on Monday at 7 in the Chenery Community Room. Learn what this data reveals and how to best support the youth of Belmont. Belmont CPAC presents a panel of seasoned parents of students with ADHD, language-based learning difficulties, autism, Down syndrome, and behavioral challenges on Wednesday at 6.30. Session topics include lessons learned from IEP creation, how to identify your child's needs, strategies for success, and more. A designee from the district will also join the panel to serve as a resource for info about successful parent-school collaboration. Author Peter Johnson and folklorist and historian Millie Ron will be discussing Johnson's new memoir, The Laughing Lesson, on Wednesday at 7 at Belmont Books. The Laughing Lesson follows Peter's life from his Newport and Boston roots to his life in Cambridge promoting traditional folk music. The conversation will include readings from the memoir and signings. Parents of two to four-year-olds can attend a demonstration of the Music Pups program from Powers Music School on Thursday at 11. Your child will enjoy singing, dancing, wiggling, and exploring instruments and musical props at this playful, creative music and movement program. Registration is required on the library's website or by calling the children's department. And from 4 to 4.30 on Thursday, children 4 to 6 can experience African djembe drumming, singing, dancing, and musical games in a 30-minute demo class with Music Together Belmont. Registration is also required for this program on the library's website or by calling the children's department. 20% of Massachusetts high school students report currently using e-cigarettes and vape pens. Learn more about what these products are, why they are harmful, and how to protect kids from this latest trend on Thursday at 6 in the BHS Auditorium. Over 48 vendors will display and sell handmade crafts at the Beach Street Center's annual craft fair on Saturday from 9 to 3. Jewelry, greeting cards, knit items, photography, pottery, soaps, and more will be available for you to get a start on your holiday shopping. Donations for the center will be accepted at the door at $1 per person. And that's all for next week. If you'd like your event featured in Belmont Journal's community calendar, you can send your event info to jane at belmontmedia.org. Well, that's it for this week in the Belmont Journal. Thanks for watching. I'm your host, Roger Colton. I will see you again next time.